Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Friday, November 30th, 2018. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the Monster Starwood Hotel's data breach... Apple Music comes to Amazon Echo devices. Instagram rolls out close friends lists. Airbnb wants to build your house, not just rent it. And the weekend long read suggestions. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Another day, another unfortunate major data breach. Marriott International says 500 million records from its guest reservation database for Starwood Hotels were stolen. The breach was detected on September 10th, but it's possible that the vulnerability might have existed as far back as 2014. Details remain sketchy at this point, but various outlets are reporting that the database included at least 327 million records of details including guest name, postal address, phone number, date of birth, gender, email address, Starwood's rewards information, arrival and departure information, reservation dates, even passport numbers. What about credit card numbers? Starwood says an unknown number of the compromised records did contain encrypted credit card data, but it has, quote, not been able to rule out, end quote, the possibility that those encrypted credit card numbers could have been compromised as well. Quote, Marriott reported this incident to law enforcement and continues to support their investigation, the company said in a statement. So this is pretty bad, just in terms of the potential number of people affected. This is probably the second biggest data breach ever behind that Yahoo breach that affected 3 billion accounts. But also, even without credit card numbers being compromised, even if that doesn't shake out, the sort of profile information that was leaked, names, addresses, passport numbers, that's basically the lion's share of what you would need to do an identity theft. And at this point, if you've ever done business with Starwood, you have to assume that you too have been affected. But as Brian Hamilton snarked on Twitter, plus side, this has to be worth at least 10,000 points when you call to complain. Lots of people on Twitter this morning joked that this next story gets the prize as the most 2018 headline ever. The Securities and Exchange Commission has settled with Floyd Mayweather and DJ Khaled on charges of promoting ICOs, initial coin offerings, without disclosing the fact that they had been paid for their promotional efforts. These are apparently the first cases to charge touting violations around ICO sales by the SEC. Mayweather will have to pay a little over $600,000 in fines and DJ Khaled more than $150,000. Quoting CNBC, Mayweather didn't disclose a $100,000 promotional payment from Centratech Inc., while Khaled didn't disclose a $50,000 payment. The two men settled the charges without admitting or denying the findings. The SEC says its investigation is ongoing. Mayweather touted Centra's ICO on his Twitter account, saying 
It, quote, starts in a few hours. Get yours before they sell out. I got mine, end quote. Khaled called it a, quote, game changer on his social media accounts, the SEC said. Mayweather also failed to disclose $200,000 he was paid to promote two other ICOs. He posted on his Instagram account that he would make a large amount of money on another ICO. On Twitter, he boasted, quote, you can call me Floyd Crypto Mayweather from now on. It's been a long time coming, but finally, on the week of December 17th, Apple Music will be available on Amazon Echo devices. Echo smart speakers have long allowed you to stream Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, other services, and there is, of course, an Amazon Music streaming service. But perhaps Amazon has given up on that becoming a thing because now the ability to stream Apple Music basically closes the one remaining musical gap in the Echo ecosystem. Apple Music now has 50 million subscribers behind Spotify's 83 million subscribers. So this news, this move wasn't entirely altruistic. I mean, 50 million subscribers is a ton. So now Amazon will have removed a significant barrier to getting in on the A-L-E-X-A bandwagon for a lot of people. Amazon probably had to do this at some point. But also, think about this from another angle. Apple's HomePod smart speaker, it's one of the most expensive smart speakers out there. Aside from all the boasts about sound quality and whatnot, maybe the only major selling point for a HomePod has been if you were already a happy Apple Music subscriber, then this was the smart speaker for you. So I guess Apple has to be happy that Apple Music subscriptions are now more attractive. But can they really be that happy about the fact that this also makes the HomePod that much less attractive as a product? I mean, why buy a HomePod now unless you're a serious audiophile, in which case you're probably not even into streaming music anyway, or you just like the design of the HomePod, I guess? As Josh Constein tweeted, I'm just imagining Apple's division heads screaming at each other about whether to surrender to ALEXA to scale music, end quote. And Ben Bedrin pointed out, quote, from a strategy perspective, growing a services business will require some slight diversions from Apple's traditional playbook. Remember when all the kids complained that everyone and their mother had gotten on Facebook and so the kids fled to Snapchat and Instagram to carve out some space for their social media social lives? Well, the complaint lately has been that now everyone is on Instagram, so that careful curation of your social circle has gotten difficult once again. Well, Facebook has apparently learned from the past because it seems to want to kill that frustration before it festers on Instagram. Instagram today announced that after 17 months of testing, it is globally launching a feature called Close Friends on the iOS and Android apps over the next two days. Close Friends allows you to create a special list of your close, closest friends so you can share stories just with those people. At TechCrunch, Josh Constein spoke to Instagram's Robbie Stein, who said this, quote, People get friend requests and they feel pressure to accept, Stein explains. The curve is actually that your sharing goes up, and as you add more people initially, as more people can respond to you. But then there's a point where it reduces sharing over time, end quote. So Instagram chose to build close friends as just a single list in hopes that you won't lose track of who's part of it. 
As the feature rolls out today, there will be an explainer story from Instagram about it in your tray. You'll get walked through when you hit the Close Friends button on the Story Composer. And there will be a call-out on your profile to configure Close Friends in the Settings menu, end quote. We've covered how Amazon is dabbling in designing and building houses, the better to make them connected smart homes and eventually capture all your household spend, I guess. And Airbnb has built its business on you renting out your existing home, of course. So why wouldn't Airbnb contemplate doing something similar, designing homes from the ground up that are modular and designed with renting out your spare space in mind from day one? That's what Airbnb's innovation lab called Samara is actually doing. They've announced Backyard, an initiative to design and prototype new ways of building homes, homes that would be easy to rent out. And the first test units are due in 2019. As Fast Company points out, the codename Backyard suggests what are known in the industry as accessory dwelling units or ADUs. Think of small cottages that sit behind or beside suburban houses. Those sorts of units or even upstairs so-called in-law apartments are already popular on Airbnb's platform for people who have them. So yes, that is apparently in Backyard's thinking, but also Backyard is thinking bigger. Think redesigning the home from the ground up to make it more flexible, more shareable, more income-producing. Here's a quote from Joe Gebbia, who started Samara for Airbnb, speaking to Fast Company, quote, Backyard isn't a house. It's an initiative to rethink the home. Homes are complex, and we're taking a broad approach, not just designing one thing, but a system that can do many things, end quote. How do you make a password that's strong enough so no one will guess it, and it's impossible for you to forget, and do it for a hundred different sites, and make it so everyone in your company can do the same without ever needing to reset them? Sounds impossible unless you have one password. More than any other product I've ever told you about, I can vouch 1,000% for 1Password. I can't live without it. 1Password makes strong security easy for your people and gives you the visibility you need to take action when you need to. Any device, any time, 1Password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. 1Password's award-winning password manager is trusted by millions of users and over 100,000 businesses from IBM to Slack. It beat out 40 other options to become Wirecutter's top pick for password managers. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at 1Password.com slash ride for your growing business. That's two free weeks at 1Password.com slash ride. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to 1Password.com slash ride. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mac Weldon clothing. 
Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their air knit underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak Polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. Quick plug for the mothership, TechMeme.com, the website, has launched a new product, publishing paid and free leaderboard reports showing the most influential reporters around any given news topic. So think... Topics like cloud computing, autonomous vehicles, cryptocurrency, with a lot of additional topics coming soon. So listen up, you PR people, you VCs. P.S. Thank you, Chris Messina, for the kind tweet about the podcast just last night. Listen up, you social media managers, you founders looking for some buzz. I know you all listen. Want to know who is the one hack that is the most influential on any given beat? TechMeme's leaderboard reports can now tell you. Check the links in the show notes for more information on TechMeme leaderboard reports. These are the weekend long reads brought to you by Betterment. About once a decade, someone comes along and disrupts an entire industry. In financial services, Betterment is that company. I'm going to kick off a new segment in the long reads this week. In the past, I've recommended podcasts on the long reads, and I've decided I'm going to try to make that a thing going forward every Friday. I'll recommend at least one podcast per week as a part of the long reads. I was inspired to do this from a post in the podcast subreddit where people were posting lists of their favorite tech podcasts. So every week, I'm going to try to suggest some podcasts, some that I've listened to personally, but not always or necessarily. I only have so many hours in the day, of course. And not always tech podcasts, but definitely nerdy podcasts. Nerdy in some way. I've got a comic book-related suggestion lined up for next week, an electric vehicle podcast suggestion the week after that. But this week, let's inaugurate this new tradition with a developer-centric podcast suggestion, Python Bytes. Python Bytes is a podcast that delivers the latest news in the world of Python development. I picked this one to lead off with because this was the first podcast recommended in all the lists on the subreddit. Python Bytes is hosted every week by Python devs Michael Kennedy and Brian Aachen. And since I'm not a developer and thus not a listener to this particular podcast, I reached out to the hosts for more information, and they told me that Python Bytes is very much like this show. It's a summation of the latest news headlines and opinion from the world of Python developing. This is a direct quote from the host. If you want to stay up on the Python developer news but don't have time to scour Reddit, Twitter, and other news sources, just subscribe and you'll get the best picks delivered weekly. So if that is your world, if you're in the Python world, then do that. Search your podcast app and subscribe to Python Bytes. 
Bites, B-Y-T-E-S. For the first long read, we go to the New York Times because, again, on the subreddit, some people complained that when I talked about Microsoft possibly passing Apple and market cap earlier this week, the story I pointed to didn't really explain how Microsoft made this happen. Did you know that Microsoft's stock has nearly tripled since Satya Nadella took over as CEO? Well, this New York Times piece explains how he did it. TLDR, Microsoft bet big on the cloud and won, while walking away from legacy losing bets like mobile, and frankly, by opening up its culture, embracing things like open source, as we've seen, embracing all platforms, not just the ER platform of Windows. I always used to say that Microsoft's problem was that they forgot they were a software company and thought that they were only a Windows company. Quick, what's the world's most valuable private tech company? Uber? Eh, wrong. The correct answer is ByteDance, the owner of TikTok. You know that I've been trying to grok and learn more about TikTok, that new messaging platform slash social media app, but also I've been trying to get my hands around this product and this company because they basically come out of nowhere, at least for me, to become this really important new major player. It's been a while since that's happened, especially in the social media scene. So two articles, one from The Verge and one from the information about ByteDance, TikTok, and how they've taken the world by storm and achieved that $75 billion valuation that tops Uber's $72 billion valuation. Next, we've spoken a lot about AWS this week, so how about a first-person interview with, as I called him recently, AWS's big boss, Andrew Jassy. It's from New York Mag's Intelligencer, and in it, Jassy recounts the founding story of AWS. Quote, the major debate that we had was some of us said, this is so different from the rest of our business. Why don't we just build something like a storage service and see if anybody will use this capability from Amazon? If they do we can think about building other services. But the AWS team felt really strongly that we should either build a platform or not build it at all. From a first-person testimony to an oral history, and this one is great. From Polygon, a look back at the early days of the Sony PlayStation and its brilliant, but let's just say it, complicated father, Ken Kutaragi. Quote, he always raised issues emotionally. He would literally bark like Steve Jobs did, end quote, is just one of the quotes from this very long piece. But if you like video game history and all, check out the Polygon link to the piece entitled The Legacy of PlayStation Creator Ken Kutagari in 24 Stories and probably a good hour of reading. And finally, go with me on this for a second. Have you ever stopped and considered the mathematics, the physics, the computational order involved in how a piece of paper is crumpled up? The last link in the long reads is a link to a New York Times piece about a physicist, Omer Gottesman, who literally studies the way paper crumbles. Why? Quote, the dynamics of crumpling are in play everywhere in the initial unfolding of an insect's wing, in the way DNA packs into a cell nucleus, in the challenge of how to best cram a giant solar sail into a small satellite so that it unfurls successfully. Scientists, in turn, devote considerable energy to deciphering and trying to reduce this complexity and disorder. Paper is an ideal model. 
Despite the apparent ease with which sheets of paper are crumpled and tossed away, crumpling dynamics are often considered a paradigm of complexity, Mr. Gottesman noted in a research paper published earlier this month in the journal Communications Physics. One of the key assumptions physicists make is that there are some universal properties that are shared between many disordered, complicated systems, he said recently. Studying one complicated system could teach us a lot about other systems as well, end quote. And that's been the Weekend Long Reads, brought to you, as always, by Betterment. Investing involves risk, of course, but as a Tech Meme Ride Home listener, you can get personalized financial advice from real live financial experts to gain actionable answers and guidance about what to do with your money. And you can get up to a full year managed for free by going to betterment.com slash ride. That's betterment.com slash ride. Betterment. Outsmart average. So by the by, speaking of the Long Reads segment, sponsorship of the Weekend Long Reads will become available to a new sponsor beginning in January. So if you want to sponsor the only branded segment that we do on the show, the segment that is by far the most popular feature we have and the reason why Fridays are always the most downloaded episode of the podcast every week, get in touch at podcast at techmeme.com. This would be a real feel-good, halo sort of thing for any brand, really, but I actually think it would be especially a good fit for, I don't know, a media publication, maybe one that traffics in Long Reads itself. So if you want to sponsor the Long Reads starting in 2019, get in touch, not too expensive, but also exclusive, and we'd be looking for one partner to own the Long Reads brand for at least six months or so. But we would lock it in, of course, for longer if the right sponsor materialized. Again, sponsor the Long Read Suggestions in 2019. Get in touch at podcast at techmeme.com. That is all for this week. And that's all for November, actually. So I'll see you on the December side. <laughs>